Hello, I'm Steve, the retired criminal investigator with the Air Force Office of Special Investigations, the Federal Law Enforcement Agency of the United States Air Force. I'm Hannah, the amateur true crime enthusiast. I've been fascinated with my dad's job, and I love starting conversations with him to learn more. Join us each week as we share these conversations with you and discuss a real criminal case that piques our interest. Hello, welcome back, archivists. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Welcome to a new week, another episode. New episode, yeah. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? <laughs> that was a sarcastic laugh because he gives me crap about asking that every time we start. No, it's just when you when you've been here for like four days and ask it. I've been just, here for a matter me, of hours right, this but, time. But I know that's why I'm being funny. It's just when you've been here for like four days. And then you go, so how are you? And I'm like, oh my God, you're like serious? And I'm just laughing. I can't, it's funny. So rude. And then I tell everybody, you've been here for four A lot of parents would kill to have their adult <sighs> children around as much as I am around here. <sighs> Anyone else Not agree? Really. Not yeah. really. Oh, I, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. What I was scrolling my lit, my notes real quick to double check, because uh, I was going to say this is another genealogy DNA case. <laughs> Okay, so good. I was just double checking to make sure I was right. Mm-hmm. So we are talking about the uh, Arizona canal killings is what they've called. They've also been referred to as the zombie killings, mm. although that plays in in such a small way. I didn't really understand why yeah. this. I don't understand how these serial killers or like got people who kill multiple, if not three, you know, because yeah. I think serial killers, what, more than three? Someone who kills more than one person. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how the media gives them these names. when it Like the John Wayne Gacy thing, why is he known as the killer clown? That had nothing to do with anything other than that was like his hobby occasionally. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand how they get these nicknames. Makes no sense to me. You're not going to give me anything there? <laughs> no. Because no, like, usually back and forth, like usually a conversation. the nickname that, that the investigators give them or not for public release. Oh. You know, oh, you guys come up with your own nicknames? Would be appropriate. <laughs> oh, okay. So November 8th, 1992, Angela Brasso is 22 years old. She would have had her birthday literally the next day after she went missing. She goes for a bike ride. Um, and 11 days later, her head was found in the Arizona Canal. A recent article quoted a crime reporter who was there on the scene at the time. Uh, b- both scenes that we're going to talk about because we're going to talk about two murdered mm-hmm. women. Uh, this crime reporter is William Herman. And he uh, says that he quickly found out that her head was in amazingly good shape. So there was some speculation as uh, it being just happening. Yes, or yeah. preserved, uh, like in a... Okay. Yeah. What time of the year was this again? Do you remember? November 8th. So it was cold. Oh, wait, it's Arizona. Okay, yeah. all right. Yep. They found her head, and then her nude torso was found near 25th Avenue and Cactus Road, which is not actually super far from where she lived. What do you mean her nude torso? That's how they found her torso, with no clothes on it. Oh, nude. Oh, my gosh, I'm... I'm trying to focus on peeling this onion back, and you, you're. I'm not hearing what you're saying. We're here just not listening to. <laughs> no, 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 as no, per no. usual. Okay, listeners, help me out. Two weeks in a row here. Did you hear new or did you hear nude? And how many weeks in a row have they okay. have people texted you? Right, Thank yeah. you, by the way, yeah. for everyone texting him. Yeah. 
<laughs> saying that I was right. Those are the people close to me that know me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Her nude. Okay. Torso. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit about her. She grew up in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Because uh, I don't think I said that. I'm sorry. No, we're in we're in Arizona. Okay, I did right. say that. Uh, she grew up in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, though, and then she went to Javry Institute, New Newark, New Jersey, mm-hmm. for two years before she transferred to the location in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, she graduated with honors, and then she went on to work at Sintelect Inc. Uh, which is an electronics company in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, so cool. that's how she ended up in Arizona. Uh, she lived with her boyfriend and a pet ferret. They made a point to say that, so I thought that was a fun fact about her mm-hmm. that Good. would be important. Do you remember the story about the ferret? What ferret? Yeah, because you were, you were a baby. Oh, no, you have told me. Yes, yeah, mom told me. <laughs> so we were in an apartment when you were born in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And... You were like in the bassinet still, <laughs> that that, yeah, that yeah. baby. And we left to go somewhere. And then we went back in. We had to run back in the house. And while we did that, we left the door open, right? And then we were finished what we're doing. So we left, shut the door, and went and did did whatever we had to do. And then we got back and put you down and everything. And then your mom goes... Steven, <laughs> why is there a ferret a ferret in our apartment? It was in the bassinet with me, wasn't it? No, no, no. Oh, it was, I thought it was. No, it was on the floor. So we had. <laughs> can you imagine? Why is there a bass? Why is there? A, why is there a ferret in our, our apartment? And so we had like this little wicker basket, and we kind of covered covered <laughs> it up, and then I forget who we called, but as it turned out, somebody's. It was a pet ferret. Oh, it was a pet. Go, well, they're all. I was going to say, where did, fer- where did the ferrets come from? Yeah, they're all pets. So, someone's pet got loose, and and I think they came and thanked us later and <laughs> stuff. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> why is there a ferret? <laughs> like we knew that it was a ferret. Too. Why is there a ferret? In a, I can in just our like apartment? picture her calmly saying, "Why there's a ferret?" You know me. Here. I don't like shit like that. I'm like, uh, you know. So. This is before or after all your awful wicker furniture. You no, know, it was about the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like animals, but all you right, like a lot ahead. of wicker. Let's, let's get back to the story. Anyway, it was just like a fun fact that I yeah. read. And I was like, oh, that's like a happy, fun mm-hmm. memory. Mm-hmm. So her bur- her boyfriend had actually been home at the time of her going out for this bike ride. Because remember I said the next day was her birthday. Uh, so he was at home making her a cake when she went for mm-hmm. this bike ride. So obviously th- they... come to this discovery 11 days after she goes Mm -hmm. missing um and they're interviewing the boyfriend they interview dozens of people who lived in or around the area um and they also looked into other decapitations that was going on at the time in the rest of the country in case they related because i guess it's not a super common yeah there's a signature so to speak so yeah right a signature not an mo right have we well we don't know yet we don't know yet so let's let's get there yeah. So initially, I mean, there's not, they don't really have, there's not much of a crime scene. The MO could be sneaking up behind them and, and with the right. one of those things and grabbing them and cutting their head off. But we don't know that yet. So she had been stabbed also. So that was a part of it too. Yeah. So uh, they don't really have much other than that. And like they know that she was on a bike ride. And so they don't release really any of that. Uh, mm-hmm. Even now, but their theory at the time is that the killer knocked her off of her bike, stabbed her, and dragged her off of the trail that she had been on. Um, her bike was also missing. So she was, 
Oh, so what condition was the torso in? Like, how do we know how she died? Like, how do we know there were stab marks? There were stab, stab marks, there was st- like you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Canister investigator. <laughs> okay, so the torso had stab marks? Yeah. I suppose you that said... That was my understanding. Yeah, that was my understanding. I suppose of it, you said that earlier. They Well, I said that they knew she had been stabbed. Okay, so. all right. That... They didn't go into graphic <clears throat> details, but I'm assuming so then, if they know that yeah. she was stabbed, then there was stabbed. No, marks. well, I want you you discussing it with me. I need to know the details well, yes. of the of the crime. You know. Well, I said she was stabbed. So, um, okay, so they're theorizing that they grabbed her, stabbed her, and killed her. Yes. Okay, so then the decapitation could be the signature. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the other girl we're going to talk about. The stabbing, it was it was like the same thing, too. Okay. I'm going to talk about her in a second. Right now, actually. Uh, so that was, what did I say? November 8th. So I actually wrote about them backwards um, because on September 20th. Nope, I'm sorry. I did not write about them backwards. So that was November 8th, 1992. Okay. So a year later, September 22nd, 1993, Melanie Burness is 17 years old, goes out for a bike ride. Near the Arizona Canal. So pretty much the same thing. Um, And her body is later found in the canal also. She had also been stabbed to death. um, And her bike was also missing. Both bikes were missing in this. What about her head? Um, That was, it was all still attached. It was her body that was found. So the other case is cold at this point? or Yes, it is still cold. All right. Yep. Um, they had no suspects or anything up front on that on the previous case. Okay. Nope. They were also able to uh, collect semen DNA from both bodies, both oh, scenes. Good. Yeah. But they there was no, no one in the system that already that matched. So another police theory that they had though that there was a surgeon from Europe that they thought killed both women, uh, who might have been a special forces operative, who had visited the valley. How, how did they get that? How did they get there? Did, was he accused before of killing someone, or it literally did not explain it? I was like, I, even as I, I, I that was going to ask you, like, why would this be a theory that they would come to if he didn't? They thought he was a special forces operative. So was a witness gave him that information, or, or they right? They come to that person because of, they were seen in the um, in the, the I think area. It's he was a surgeon, so he would have known how to. I guess because they so medically. every surgeon in the area was a suspect. No, they didn't do you see say what that. I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. So they get to him for a reason. A witness. He was seen in the area. He was friends with the person. He was seen talking to the girl. You know, and then when they go to look at him, oh, he's a surgeon, and he was a special forces surgeon. Oh, so killing's not a big deal, and he's got to um, cut the head off. That's how they get there, just mm. not out of a whim. They just didn't release why they got there. Oh, well, that's terrible for our listeners. Mm-hmm. It was terrible while I was I was trying to figure it out. Yeah. Uh so between both of the the murders though and like that theory, they do have a list of 2000 Holy crap. people. So maybe they went with every surgeon in the area. Yeah, to interview and that they have on the list of like s- suspects to just people this they're is, interviewing. This is after the first, the second one, or between both of them, yeah. After yeah. the second one, they had they thousand. Okay, maybe maybe they at are. At this point, they know they're connected. How do they know they're connected? 
The bodies were both found in the same place, both on bike rides. Both bikes are missing. Both women stabbed. They believe they're yes, connected. They believe they're and they're going to yes. treat it as that. They, they don't know, but they yes. believe it's they're connected. Yes. So, okay. Maybe they are talking. Maybe they do have a list of, of surgeons or um, special forces surgeons or something or, or something like that then. Yeah. They didn't specify. Okay. So we're going to fast forward now. Uh, it goes cold, obviously. That's why we're here talking about genetic genealogy. October 2014, we're talking about gene- genealogist Colleen Fitzpatrick. She's the founder of Identifinders International. Um, and she also, fun fact, helped to name an unknown child on the Titanic and the remains of a serviceman who died in a plane crash in 1948 by using genetic genealogy. Those are two of like... What started her? Yeah, we did identifying. We did uh, episodes. We talked a couple about uh, identifiers. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she is the founder of Ident- Identifiers oh, International. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. She had casually. So she was at a human identifications conference in Phoenix. This part I thought was kind of cool. She casually mentioned um, her abilities during this conference and what she can do with genealogy. I guess she was like speaking. And how it seemed that she could apply her abilities to any cold case. So remember, October 2014. So what was the conference she was at? A human identifications conference in Phoenix. Um, Like a cold case thing or something? Yes, because the Phoenix police, Arizona police, happened to be at this conference. The detectives happened to be at this conference. Now again, remember, October 2014. This is really like before peak genealogy involving them being involved in uh, law enforcement right so she's talking about this like hey i've used this method to identify a child on the titanic i've used this method to identify remains of a person already so this is my theory and how i can apply this to cold cases in in law enforcement uh law enforcement in these specific two cases the phoenix police actually reached out to her and said hey we have a case we have the dna can you you want to take a look at it essentially Mm -hmm. Uh, a few weeks later you know they get in touch they send over the y dna profile which shows the male line in the family right yeah they do the ystr is what they say they do yeah Yeah. oh did you google yeah I'm on their website now. I forget, just to refresh my memory. Yeah. Yeah, looking at your phone, not listening to me. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm smart ass. She posted that on our Instagram the other day. I did because <laughs> right, I, I thought it was funny when I was looking for clips. I was like, hmm, "Here's right, why ahead, you don't listen ahead, to me." Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so she runs a sample through her genetic genealogy databases, and she's able to come up with a name that she also had to search ancestry for to see if there was any. She came up with the last name Miller, okay? So she goes to Ancestry to search for any of the Millers living in an apartment complex near the canal because there was like a single apartment complex near there. And she was able to narrow that 2,000 list that we had that I mentioned down to five people. And then from there... what, What do you mean? So they took DNA from all those people or... She found like five people oh, that were oh, related oh. to him <clears throat> on that list, and they happened to be on that list. Oh, and they happened to be on the list. Oh, so yes. they, uh, they got fi- they got it right. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so one of those people was Brian Patrick Miller. Dang, I'm just curious, and they're not going to talk about the 2,000 suspects. We're missing a piece on mm-hmm. why why they got 2,000 suspects. 
I, I, I wonder if it was like, just surgeons. Well, there was an apartment complex right there. So I imagine probably most of those people were living in that apartment complex that was right there. That's that's fair point right there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That would be. And then obviously like family members, boyfriends. Yeah, right. Pro- so that would be my assumption. I'm going to give a little spoiler. He's currently at trial right now. So some of this information that you're going to want to know and that I am going to kind of like tiptoe around, I don't necessarily have because he's currently at trial. They're able to get his DNA. I don't know how because, again, they're at trial. So they're not letting all of this stuff out completely. But they are able to get his DNA. Okay. And the so, assumption can be that they trailed him, took his trash, whatever. Right. The same uh, thing let's, we let's always talk about. back up a second. So IdentiFinders narrows down to five profiles, mm-hmm. right? And f- all five are on their list. That's what it looked like. That's what, that, that's what it said. It said that she was able to narrow it okay. down from 2005. That was the okay. quote. So they're not doing the full DNA because the full genealogy because usually they they get it down to the to the person, right? Right. Well, so then they then they look at the five names and then they probably started doing more background on those five. Yeah. And then obviously one was in the area maybe, one fit that profile, one fit this profile that they think of of a surgeon, that that kind of thing. Do you remember I called you and asked you what surreptitiously means? Yeah. This is the case that I was talking about yeah, because they, they say they surreptitiously collected his DNA. Yeah. They watched him spit or mm-hmm. drop a cigarette or throw coffee or drink some coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, the cool the cool stuff. Dang, we yeah. don't get to talk about that. We don't get to know, huh? He's at trial. He's been at trial for over a month now. Mm. So uh, it should be coming to an end soon. Um, however, he, they he so back to what you were saying he was on police radar. He was on that list. He was on the list of 2000. Mm-hmm. So he had been on their radar since the beginning. Um, he apparently is known in the Phoenix's sci-fi and horror convention area or scene as the zombie hunter, which is why I mentioned that this case is sometimes referred to as the zombie. He, he hunts the zombie or he... In sci-fi, oh. you know how you dress up to go to like Comic Cons yeah, and stuff. I gotcha, I, so I, gotcha. I don't know. Right. I didn't elaborate. I was uninterested in learning about talking about him. Really yeah, I know. As the bad guy. So here's a list of his like history, which I guess tells you why police was. They were like, oh, that he fits the description. 1990, which is two years before the first murder, Miller is still in high school and was arrested for stabbing a woman at a mall. Oxygen described it as a random stabbing. He served time in jail until he was 18, but he ended up being exonerated and not required to give over his DNA. I don't know how that happened, how he was exonerated from a stabbing that he served time in prison for. Was he under 18? Yes. And then he turned 18 and they exonerated him. And No, they probably just sealed his... The word they used was uh, exonerated. Yeah, that's a good point. That's it's words matter in this situation yeah. yes and he wasn't required to give over dna is what it said so 1992 to 1993 obviously is what we're talking about the canal murders happen um and they kind of start like following him keeping track uh he moves after this time he moves and lives in washington state and hawaii 2002 he is charged in a stabbing of another woman in washington state but then also acquitted of this crime um, because his story was that the woman tried to rob him she was stabbed in the back. All right. So does he have a good lawyer? Is he rich? This is the kind of thing. So he does not look rich. But this is so this is the rap sheet. So yes. they're looking it was easy probably to rule out the other one and say, This is the guy we're gonna go after and get the DNA first. Yeah. Multiple stabbings in Because his the history. worst case scenario, 
they go and get the DNA, DNA doesn't match. They go to the next person on the list. So it's not right. a big deal. Right. Or did they just get everybody all five? But they probably narrowed it down to first. this guy. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because he has multiple stabbings in his yeah. past. he So he tried to say, this is what gets me. He tried to say that this woman robbed him. She was stabbed in the back. So how was she trying to rob you? Well, you did, does he back? have a good attorney? Is he money? Is he a popular person? Is he a big surgeon in the, in the community? No. 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 He was acquitted <laughs> yeah. of this crime. Yeah, okay. And then he's arrested in January of 2015. And Remember. Oh, this is it. Sorry, I skipped ahead. I was reading. Remember. Be, you're you're entitled to a fair trial, right? Mm-hmm. And the acquittal just means that the prosecution, like, it, it means that the defense presented enough reasonable doubt in the jury's mind right. that they acquitted. Right. And guess what? He can't ever be tried for that crime again. Right. So the, the, the prosecution, if they are, were certain that he committed that crime, he, they didn't prove it beyond a reasonable yeah. doubt. So it's just interesting. I mean, that it's he, basic, yeah. Yeah, it's just interesting, though. Uh, so he is arrested for these the murders of Angela and Melanie in mm-hmm. January of 2015. Now, this is what's interesting is that I told you that he's just now in trial. He's arrested in 2015. Mm-hmm. So remember, what, like at that point, you can't really blame COVID and everything that's happened because that's still five right. years before yeah, COVID. Yeah, what's going on? How I've... <laughs> no idea. It's like um, seven years, right? Yeah, oh, 15. Yeah. yeah. He's charged with murder. Um, but again, I remember last week we talked about Spectre. He wasn't mm-hmm. tri- 2003 to 2007. So, right, right. I mean, I, it was the early, mid-2000s. Was it mm-hmm. just, I don't know. Oh, I guess 2015 isn't really, I guess it's mid-2000s. He is charged with murder, kidnapping, and attempted sexual assault. He pleads not guilty, but he does admit that he lived close to the canal. And he also used to ride his bike along the the path that both women were found okay so more information's yeah. coming out like he obviously the police learned that he lived there that mm-hmm. adds to him being a suspect with his rap sheet because he moved back because remember he yeah it was back and forth but they they have the records they, they right, have their right. record yeah as of uh february 2021 his defense team was trying to say that the dna an undercover cop oh i do have it <laughs> i have my notes i do have how they got it um an undercover cop got DNA from a coffee mug. So the defense is trying to say that it was illegally obtained. They're saying that it violated his rights. But of a course. judge a judge ended up s- ruling that he had no expectation of privacy. Uh, yep, yeah. Yeah. Um I and mean, would you got to challenge that. You have to challenge that. You Yeah. You'd be remiss if He's you weren't a defense if you attorney. Yeah. yeah. I put in my notes. That's what dad's always saying, no expectation of privacy. Yeah. Yeah. The judge said customers who walk to a restaurant's exit, having left such items behind, implicitly communicated their intent to abandon the item. Yeah. Mm, that's a and quote. And see, that's see that's good. And that's case precedence, right? Mm-hmm. So from forever on, here on out. Because that judge said that. Police know that. Mm-hmm. They say they know. So that's the ruling. That's how you mm-hmm. get taught that kind of stuff. So that's when what they you can leave, do is you, they can cite that judgment. Yeah, you, that's the, cool. yeah, it's called case precedence. Mm-hmm. So in that case, you know, they say, look, in this versus this, the judge ruled you walking up and going towards the exit is suggestive that you abandon that and your DNA. So that's, yeah, yeah. So if you're sitting cool. there holding, like I'm holding this glass, right, mm-hmm. and I'm drinking it, you, you, the police don't have the right to come and take it from me. But if you put it down and get up and walk away. Yeah, get up and walk away and I leave it and abandon it. Exactly, yep. Yeah, smart. 
they also tried to claim, I guess this probably explains why it's taken until now to get a trial is because they're trying to like, they're obviously trying to push it off and they're obviously try- they're yeah. trying to get it, you know, stalled. But they try to claim insanity. Uh, Superior Court Judge Suzanne Cohen ruled that Miller uh, was mentally competent enough to stand trial. Wait, so he's saying he was insane now? So, yeah. So now he's admitting to it almost probably. Yeah. She hadn't said uh, before the trial started, I couldn't find that she said that she would stop him from claiming he was insane at the time of the murders. Um, he was also claiming inability to remember the charged offenses. But other than that, he's competent enough to stand trial. Uh, so they keep pushing court back. That's why it's taken so long, at least between like 2021 and now. Another expert went on to say that he couldn't rule out that he w- Miller was faking a mental disorder, especially since his lawyers just now, six years later, are bringing up this defense. So like now, like last year in 2021 is the first time his lawyers brought up that defense. Between 2015 what? and last year, the lawyers had never tried to say that he was insane or mentally incompetent. Yeah, this is how this goes. And I just always wonder, because then what if you get ruled competent and then you're, then you're going to go plead not guilty and then everybody's going to know that you tried to do the insanity thing. I it, just, I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah. It seemed kind of like they were just going down the checkmark list of things that they could try to do to push back a trial and to try and get him off on it. Like it literally, ju- they were just like going down the list, like, okay, that defense didn't work. Let's try this, you know, throwing out the DNA didn't work. Let's try an insanity. Mm-hmm. Let's try an incompetent, you know, like that's what it kind of seemed like. Mm-hmm. But he did say that Miller probably did have disassociative amnesia, which prevents someone from remembering traumatic events. Hmm. So at the time that I wrote this, these notes, though, the trial was about to start and it began October 3rd, finally after six years. Now, I mentioned the trial is still going on. Fox 10 was actually following the mm-hmm. trial. If you go... They actually have like a whole like every date is set and it tells you what they did. And there's like a little video. The last date was November 3rd. It says the trial is scheduled to resume at around 1030 a.m. Um, and that's the last thing. That's the last update. So it looks like he's still in trial right now hmm. for it. Uh, you know, all of these have been having the outcomes that everyone wants. So I'm assuming this is going to be no different. He's going to get a guilty. Yeah. I can't imagine him getting anything else. So. I, I was just looking up, because uh, I, I wanted to get the details of the 100 days, but th- I understood. 100 days? Yeah, I understood the right to speedy trial. This is just, I want to add this one. Well, I remember, remember I we asked talked about that? this? Yeah, yeah. The I right said to speedy why? trial is like 100 days. And I said, I remember I was talking about that, so I wanted to get the specific notation. So, like, you could, like, no trial happens that fast. People usually the bad guys waving their right to speedy trial because you want to get in all your appeals and all that kind of stuff. But can you imagine? So prosecutors got to be ready to go in a hundred days, you know, so theoretically they're ready to go, you know, that's why I don't understand why more people don't push that though. Cause if you don't push it and the prosecution isn't ready, that's in your favor. So what I'm saying is obviously I'm not, I'm not here for, you know, bad guys getting off. I'm just saying, yeah, that's not really my complete expertise, but I just, Research that yeah. some more. There's a lot to it. There's case law to it and everything. It's 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 interesting how that all plays out. I would be interested to talk to someone. But it's under the Sixth Amendment, which is, you know, the right to a yeah, lawyer, the right to speed trial, the right to... That's all. why I'd ask so you that So all the other things are more important. Um, right. The right to, uh, um, to uh, face your accuser 
and then you know mm-hmm. that all mm-hmm. there's all kinds of things. Oh, so, we all know about that after recent yeah. events in the news. Yeah. <laughs> the right to face your accuser. Okay, where we at? Small onion to peel back, That's, right? Yeah, that was really it. Uh, the trial's currently still going on, so I will have an update. Okay, for this you guys. is one we have to follow up on then. Yeah, and these ones are a bummer because the. Police haven't really released too much information. Mm-hmm. It's usually the defense that's releasing the information, yeah. you know. And yeah, the only reason I found out about the cup later on in my notes, I didn't. I was the way I write my notes mm-hmm. for this one was messed up. But the only reason I found that was because the defense put that out. Mm-hmm. The state did not say how they collected their DNA. The defense did. Yes, and it's probably correct. And the again, so identifiers, you know, the whole identifinders. the, the identifinders. They're the experts. They have the investigators, mm-hmm. and it probably costs the police money, and, and, and they go and do the genetic genealogy thing, which how long did that take? Did, do, what was the time frame? A so year. That, at it least they, a year, yeah. So it seems to be taking about a year mm-hmm. to put this kind of stuff. And getting the um, evidence you know, probably took a, a few days anyways. You know what's interesting, though, what I thought about? So them postponing the trial kind of hurt them in this mm. sense is that so this was in 2014 mm-hmm. so genetic genealogy hadn't really been used very much at this point and yeah. it wasn't in the media we didn't really know about it mm-hmm. had they gone to trial then or at least like in 2016 yeah. or 17 i can see them throwing out the dna i can yeah. see them questioning it more but because they pushed it to now 2022 and we had we've had 2018 19 20 21 oh, 22 that's we've a had good point. now 5 years Since of Golden genetic genealogy yeah. yeah we've had 5 years of these cases being tried and judges saying nope it's allowed now there's laws on it mm. had they just went to trial back then before all this happened yeah, they probably would have had a better chance at throwing out the dna but now 2022 we know that it's legit we know that it's these judges know that it's a, a thing yeah and the law enforcement have been that's you know, interesting being yep. more um secure about it i can't think of the word that i'm mm-hmm. trying to say yeah confident. careful confident yeah yeah so i waiting pushing it hurt them that's a good point yeah yeah which is a good thing we mm. want him to yeah go to jail obviously all right. Awesome. So, yeah. It was a good conversation. Uh, we should try and find a lawyer to ask about that. Yeah. <laughs> Speedy trial. <laughs> it would be interesting. Okay. Thank you guys for listening this week. You can follow us on all the social medias as always. Instagram is True Crime Archives Podcast. Our Twitter is TC Archives Pod, uh, but mostly just Instagram. And you can give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast if you would like and tell us what you are liking about listening to us and i think i said it last week but i'll just say it one more time in case you didn't catch we're also now on amazon if you get your podcasts Mm -hmm. there that's new so we will talk to you guys next week later bye